when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, Andy. I'm just finishing a mint. Hang on, not ready. Well, <coughs> that's, it could be a new way of broadcasting. With mint, now I'm ready. Minty, fresh broadcasting. Now I'm ready. Well, that's what I do always. <laughs> Is this a Christmas special or not? I don't know. It depends on the content. Have so we'll decide right at the end whether it was a Christmas <laughs> yeah. special. Hey, I saw Roy, felt. saw Roy on the way in, in the other studio. Oh, is he in again, he is he? He gave us a thumbs up. Oh, he's coming in. Well, I reckon. Oh, that'll be good. I reckon. That'll be smart, wouldn't it? I enjoy well, when he's in. Christmas name for you, Andrew. Mm-hmm. I've got three to run past you. Seeping turkey, hidden Ooh. dippers, right? <sighs> you know, because of all the seepage that like gathers on your pillar mm-hmm. at night. And the chicken dippers that you hide under the tree for your kids. Yeah. So that's, a, you know, it's yeah. like, like personalised for you. Yeah, it feels lovely, that. Daddy chestnuts. That's nice. Yeah, I thought I thought <laughs> you'd like that, you know, because of you, you've got tits and that. Oh. Chestnuts. I oh, see. Do you get it? Yeah. <clears throat> Santa's fat ball. Oh. No, have a think, you know, because you look like a big fat ball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, sorry, you look like a big fat bulb, but you know, like what they hang out in the backyard in yeah. Sunderland, you know, for the kids to know on right, if yeah. they get peckish. Right. <laughs> Is that my choices? That's your choices. Or I can be runny hot dogs. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be Daddy Chestnuts. going to be Daddy Chestnuts. But when I right? use it, I'm not going to use it. Like with reference to me tits, I'm going to think about it as as real, lovely, actual Christmas chestnuts. I've got two for you, and they're not Christmas related. So there we are, bang! Uh, International Anderson. I like Uh, it. His hobbies include collecting German motorbike magazines and setting fire to German motorbike magazines. I'm very tempted Mm, because I am. If anything, I'm international. (laughs) And Mister Three for Two. He only buys stuff that's in the three for two offers in the shops. Yeah. Uh, garage is full of loads of bits of individual shit he doesn't need. Yeah, well, that does kind of sound like me. Oh, oh. Yeah. You can be honky tonk, as usual. No, I'm, do you know what? I'll be International Anderson. International Anderson. I can think of me now, you know, like flying on an adapted drone yeah. across Europe. Yeah. You know, spreading goodwill. Yeah, it is out leaflets about laminate flooring that's cheap in Stockton. To countries far and wide. Far and wide. Dropping stuff on people. Who is that laminate leaflet in Twatting? Twat. (laughs) (laughs) Heading here over Bosnia. (laughs) Yeah, it's me, it's International Anderson. Can I just um, hark back to a song that I sang on this podcast in April? And it's turned out to be incredibly prescient. I would like to sing it again. Really? That's all right with you. Yeah, just have a little listen to this. It's one of these. Drones everywhere you go. Sometimes three, sometimes four. 
bloody drones. Drones moving round among the clouds. Are they ever coming down? Bloody drones. I warned the coppers back in April. All they did was just laugh. That's Please. where it ends. Oh, That's God, where that it ends. End. So there we are. I sang that at the end of April. Yeah, did you and... sing the line about warning the coppers? No, no. I didn't. I sang something about British gas, I think. Yeah. But... So it's come true, you, hasn't it? You, you knew about this I'm not potential drone threat. I, you got in touch with British Gas. Well, I wasn't sure who to go to. No, it is There's a not an ombudsman one. for drones as yet, so I didn't know who to go to. I thought British Gas kind of oversaw everything. It's weird, that drone thing. I did a survey this morning on Twitter. Did you? Right, I'm nearly up to 4,000 votes Sim- on the simple question, was it the drone or was it not drone? Yeah? <laughs> you think there's no drone? I can't, well, you know, I mean, with drones, Andy, like, there's hundreds of people there with the cameras yesterday right. trying to get a shot of it. No shot occurred. We we use a big commercial drone when we're filming me fishing show. Oh, I know you love me fishing I show. I thought you'd mention that at some and, point. And yeah. uh, the racket they make, you could be heard half a mile away. Min- Are you sure that's a drone? It's not a generator? No, it's a drone. We use it for Is filming. it in the sky? It's in the sky. All right. So I asked, and what do you think the results was? Do you think the British public thinks it is a drone or something else? Uh, I think, given that we live in a, a climate of suspicion, yeah. I reckon not drone. Not drone wins 55% to 45%. Oh, God, it's another one of them. 4, <laughs> another one of them results, is it? One of them, yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, thank you for reminding me of that dreary song. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you very much indeed. I just wanted to say, you know, told you so. Where are you spending Christmas, Andy, at home in the fungalo or down at the shit farm with your relatives? <laughs> oh, there's there's a phone. Do you know who that is? Who is it? It's British Gas. <laughs> I promise you. Take it. Shall I take it? <laughs> yeah. Hello? Hello? <laughs> to British Gas. What dealings have you got with them? It's a survey as to whether I'm happy with British gas. I'll get rid of it. All right. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, are down the shit farm with your relatives? No, not that. You stay at the fungal. Yeah. Over I've got with a one- chestnuts with your chestnuts. Yeah. yeah. Just oiling up your chestnuts. Yeah. The, I've got a new, um, definitely going to be a one-off, um, Andrew. <laughs> little <laughs> competition quiz thing. It's called Bog, Fen, Swamp, oh, or Marsh. I like it. Yeah. So, start thinking of marshland, swamps yeah. and all that. okay. Because the simple question is, is can you tell me the difference between bog, fen, swamp, marsh? And to give you a hand, they're all, they're four different types of wetland. Well, I've got to say what they are. Yeah, you can I give won't, me like multiple choice. Like no, you I won't to. drag it out forever. Okay, now. Well, bog is kind of like, it's, it's, it's quite shallow. But it's 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 got a bank like a river. All right. What's I've seen fen? People, I've seen people bog snorkeling. Can we come back to fen? <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? Swamp. Swamp. That's very deep, and it doesn't have. What's deep? I'm saying over two feet deep. What what is deep though? What's this? Two feet. Two feet of what? Of water. And, two feet of water is a and lake gra- isn't it? and grass. No, but there's grass and reeds. Ah, that's important. There's grass and reeds. Yeah, yeah? and that's a that's a swamp. Mu- that's a that feels like a marsh. That's a swamp's marsh. mud. 
Smells predominantly mud. I'll tell you what, Andrew, because it's such a dull item, I'm going to end it there, but you might be interested in knowing a swamp yeah. is a wetland on which trees grow. Is it? A marsh is a wetland with non-tree vegetation. So you got quite close to that, didn't Good. you? Good. What's a fen? I've got no a idea what a fen is. A fen is an alkaline wetland Jesus. and a bog is a... a Al- Acidic. Acidic wetland. Really? Is that the difference? So, ladies and gentlemen, you have just been listening to Bog, Fen, Swamp, Marsh. Welcome back if you've just fast-forwarded through the last minute and a half of this podcast. Hey, it's time to bring back the memory man. Your credentials need to be reconfirmed to the end of 2018. I remember everything that's Are you ever ready, memory yep. man? I'm always ready. Do you remember the episode of Spender... Starring Jimmy Neal Neal, in 1991, during which Jimmy Neal's character Spender chased a metro train from one station to the next, keeping up with it and catching the body afterwards. 91, Spender. Yes, I do. So, Whoa. didn't think I'd get that one, I didn't did think you? you get that. Did you, did you, it was a fantastic episode. Great episode. He ran after a metro train, as it yeah. went from one station to the next, like some kind of superhero, a Geordie superhero. I might have some insight to that. I once went to a meeting with Jimmy now. You've mentioned it before, though, oh, on and the previous the, podcast. Yeah, but he had the biggest shoes I've ever seen. You've mentioned that as well. <laughs> well, I, but I didn't know. Well, just it gives it authenticity, doesn't it? Yeah. I didn't know that any human cobbler could make a pair of shoes Were that they really size. pointy at the tip? Not particularly pointy. Well, they're like boots. Huge shoes, so I wonder, if you think about it, Andy, surface mm. area, the bounce he might get off that. Yeah. Maybe that's the secret to his, that his probably great speed. Is. That probably is. I'm going to post that clip on Twitter as well, because it's superb. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Pete has given me his Christmas message, Andrew. Oh, is he? Okay. He interested? Well, I'm very, I was interested. Have in an me. early Peter. Let's call it an early Peter. Right, okay. Here we go, then. All right, Rob. Well, Christmas certainly is a magical time of the year, like you know, and it's a time of goodwill and all the lads and lasses, like you know, and uh, time to reflect on your life, you know, like with an attitude of gratitude. For example, like, you know, I sleep on a single mattress in the spare room that used to be my son's bunk bed, like, you know, and it's taken on a perfect dip in the shape of my body, and I am very grateful for that, like, you know. The spare room, like, it's only small, you know, but it does have a window overlooking the back garden for me to have a good old stair through. And I am very grateful for that. So and, uh, also on the shelf, like there's a shelf on the wall, you know, where I keep my football books and my unusual egg cup collection. If not, and you know, I'm out shopping like, and I come across a, an egg cup that makes me think, oh, that's unusual. Then I add it to my unusual egg cup collection. I have seven at the moment, and my favourite, like, is a camel, where the uh, exits, you know, where the camel's hump would usually be. And I am very grateful for how unusual 
that their cup is. <sighs> so I'll just be bothered, I'll just be having like a you know, quiet Christmas looking after the wife. So last Christmas was a strange one, Bob. I woke up early and uh, crept downstairs like a midnight creeper <laughs> to fill my and the wife's stockings, like, you know, nuts, tweezers for her legs, like, <laughs> funny cardboard shapes, you know, like monster-shaped or spaceship-shaped tracker bars, you know, the usual, sh- like, tatting that, you know. And I put her present under the tree. But I don't notice, like, that... There wasn't a present from the, the wife to me, so I thought, oh, I, it's probably just like a bluff, you know. Like a bluff made me think I ain't not getting a present. Like, <laughs> So then I went in the kitchen, like, you know, to prepare the wife a Christmas morning nativity eggs. It's something that I invented, like, off the telly. I do a nice, firm... Five egg omelette, like, you know, to represent the floor of the stable, and on top of that, three hard boilers to represent the three wise foreign blokes. Then I make a uh, mounders scrambled and put a little dip in to represent the manger. Then, of course, for Jesus' baby, I place a nice runny porch in the dip. Oh, Bob, man, it's fucking fantastic sight, it really is, you know. So I put my Christmas paper hat on and I go upstairs and tip, tip, tap, tap on the bedroom door and I sing Away in the naggy manger, little leggy Jesus lay Shut the fuck up, will ya, you little hallway creeper I'm training me leg in here and it's fucking tat <laughs> Uh, but I go in the room like, but love, I've bought you Christmas nativity eggs like. I'm not fucking interested, you spooky bastard. As far as I'm concerned, Christmas can fuck off back to Israel and <laughs> take its fucking sticky dates and turkey slices with it. Uh, but, but love, you know, I spent ages like, Don't fucking talk back at me, you little shit stare. And take that fucking dozy hat off. You look like a fucking Albanian coach driver in a sex hotel. Oh, right, I suppose no bit there, but so what shall I do with the eggs, love? You can fart on them as far as I'm concerned. Now get into your room and stare out your fucking window and keep out of my fucking sight until I shout at you. So is that it, love? Like, is that Christmas is, like, you know, cancelled and that. That's the fucking long and short of it. There's back-to-back... F- <laughs> <laughs> There's back-to-back border force New fucking Zealand on Quest Channel. So I'm just fucking sweet, thank you. So, oh, dear. So I go back into my room like she told us, you know, and I... Uh, Put the nativity eggs on me bed and start to have a nice Christmas stare out of the window. You know, and I'm sad like about not having a proper Christmas. <coughs> and then I see a little robin on a branch, twitching and like looking back at me. And I am very grateful to that robin for giving me a nice cheer up, you know. Suddenly I heard the wife at the door like, you know, 
Open the fucking window, you slack bastard. It fucking stinks of batter in here. Uh, I'd rather not love, you know, it's like... Just do as you told her, a fucking lamb, yeah. From here to fucking Boy de Boulogne. Garden was your best. <laughs> Oh, sorry, love, sorry. So I open the window and instantly I see a blue cord has been nailed to the window ledge. Pull on it, you little shit bloke. <laughs> so I do, and uh, on the other end is a big brown paper wrap parcel. Oh, well, is this for me, love? Well, who do you think it's fucking for? The fella from the Plusnet adverts, fucking hell. Man, Joe, it could be. He's nearly as fucking bland as you. <laughs> so, I open up the parcel, and what do you know, Bob? It's a lovely new bright blue puffer puffer jacket. Oh, lovely, this is wonderful present. Thank you so much. I, I knew you'd fucking like it. It's got a concealed hood, adjustable cuffs and a very fucking robust zip. You can wear it when you go out and about staring. Now check in the pockets, you dreary fuck. Well, Bob, would you believe it? Like, you know, inside one pocket is a festive chicken wrap with chestnut and sage stuffing and the most lovely, lumpy, lumpy, oh, so lumpy chicken that you could ever imagine. And in the other pocket is an egg cup. That's unusual, I think. And instantly I know that I will be adding it to my unusual collection. This is turning out to be the best Christmas ever, love. You'll need to give that puffer sleeve a wipe down. I coughed up a fucking trout when I was grabbing it. <laughs> oh, that's okay, love. I'll go and do that now. Hey, I'm not finished yet. Come and sit on the fucking bed by me. Oh, am I in trouble, love? No. You're a good lad, Pete. Now, go on. Have a quick go on me fronties while I took it to these eggs. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas, love. So, about that was last year, and I am very grateful for that lovely memory. Well, I'm off to the chemist in a minute, you know, to look at the Christmas display. But I'll just tell you a few jokes from me joke book night before I get going, you know. So, I met a bloke at the garage yesterday called William L. <laughs> what the odds are that happening? <laughs> I also uh, met the bloke who invented the, uh, the window cell. Absolute ledge. Uh, have, have you, hey mate, uh, have you tried that new coconut shampoo? Oh, it leaves your coconuts looking fabulous, eh? <laughs> so, big game at Longleat Safari Park today. <laughs> <laughs> so, happy Christmas, uh, Bobby and I. One Peter Beasley, and only one Peter Beasley, one Peter Beasley. So that's Peter. Nice Christmas he had last year then. Yeah. 
Border Force New fucking Zealand. <laughs> that sounds good. Back to back as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you been watching oh. much telly, Andy? Uh, you know what? I have to admit, I haven't been watching very much telly at all, Bob. Can I talk to you about what I thought was one of the best bits of telly I, I of the year? I think you can because I've got nout. Um, Sun until I die, you know. Isn't it good? Oh, it's, what a great program! Mm. What a what a great program! Like mm. for reminding people yeah. what football's about. Yeah. No, sincerely, Andy. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, for me, right personally, it was too raw and it was too much too imagine, soon because yeah. I, I kind of put a lot behind me because this season's been so good. Yeah. I'd kind of forgotten about how, how traumatic and, and how much of a shit show last season was, but yeah. it all came flooding back watching that. I bet, But, yeah. you know, for the neutral, like yourself, I can imagine yeah. it's a really good watch. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. That, yeah, it must be raw for you, but, like, it was just to, re, you know, reminding yourself about, you know, like, it's not having 500 billion. No. It's not, you know, like what it's really no. about, the people who work there, the yeah. people who, you know, like organise their lives around the it. Fans and all that, yeah. And, and like, there's just the superb drama of it. And if drama's going to, like, make you elated, then, you know, this is the price you pay for it. You've got to really care, haven't you? Exactly. Um, and the good thing is that currently filming Series 2. Oh, brilliant. Covering this season. So, you know, Phoenix from the Flames and all that kind of thing. Hopefully. Well, hopefully touch wood. Because exactly. I, I think the national... You know, like... Um, as you know, Andrew, I've told you before, the first football club I ever went to see was Sunderland. Yeah. I'm well aware of what a magnificent club it is. I'm Thank well you, aware. I, I regard myself personally responsible for parts of that. The um, I have to... The one negative thing is, although I'm sure you'll agree with it, what a terrible, awful man that character called Bane is. Martin Bane. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He's like, he's one, what, like the disease that is, uh, yeah. is northeast football, you well, know. Th like. This is a thing, I've got a theory that football is run by bluffers and chances and bullshitters yeah. and wankers. And thank you for saying and that, Andy, because that's just what I was going to say. He, he ticks all the boxes. All the boxes for all his, his front and his peacock striding yeah. and his, his um, vanity. Yeah. It was all just Puffies. He did nothing. He said no nothing idea. that wasn't a cliche or a platitude, or he just he said and did nothing in that documentary. But sadly, those people easily exploit. Yeah, bewildered football, bewildered, bewildered billionaire yeah. football club owners. Yeah, and you know, seeing the scouts, Andy. Sorry to go on so much about football, but wasn't it sad seeing the two scouts going? Um, yeah, you know. I'm sorry to be that, but useless, out of date dinosaurs. Yeah. Going to see a player yeah. and rejecting him because he was wearing gloves. Because he was wearing gloves, yeah. Honestly, man, that is the sickness that's. Yeah. You know. Just gravy train shit, wasn't it? Gravy like, train shit everywhere. One of them was a former player, I think, Glyn Snowden. I don't know who yeah. the other guy was, but it's just like jobs for the boys. Jobs for the boys. You know, yeah. he used to be a player, so therefore they reckon he can spot a player and just <laughs> driving around, just having a laugh, basically, the just two of them were. Having they? a laugh. Driving yeah. around, having a laugh, because I think, as he said, it's better than watching the telly yep and that about sums it up doesn't it but I mean we've gone on around it for a bit but I think just to emphasise it's really well worth watching it now. it is it's on Netflix sit down and try I think we watch the old lot yeah set, set aside whatever you need yeah. three hours I think it's about it. 40 minutes an episode so yeah. you need about four four and a half hours and a big up to the Welsh lad Johnny Johnny Williams. Williams. Oh, didn't Johnny Williams just need a big cuddle? Yeah, he broke, me, broke Mel, me and my boy were sitting watching it and going, oh, he's so lonely. He could have come round hours and played Xbox with us. We could have played FIFA. Ah, uh, shame. But hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But carrying on, Andrew. <laughs> anyway, that's our football <laughs> content for 2018. Out of the way. Um, <laughs> Do you remember R.E.M.? Hey, hey, do you remember them? R.E.M.? They're all dead now. Breaks your heart, doesn't it? 
Breaks your heart, though, don't he? Just being serious for a second, like. <laughs> They're not dead. All oh, right, sorry. All right. Do you remember UB40? Uh, do you remember them, eh? Uh, oh, they're all dead now, you know. Breaks your heart, doesn't it? Breaks your heart, then, doesn't it? They're not, they're not all dead. All right, well, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to drop that section then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. And welcome to Who's the Christmas Prick with me, Dominic Littlewood, and my guest today on this special festive edition of Who's the Prick is faded celebrity Bob Mulmer. <laughs> Good afternoon, Bob Mulmer. Good afternoon, Dom. Thanks for coming along. And I believe you're playing today to raise money for a very good cause, and that is for stronger 4G signals on mountains. Yep, yep. Very best of luck with that, Bob Mulmer. I just want to say as well, you're free to walk away at any time, Bob Mulmer. If we can learn anything at all from who's the prick, it's that we should all respect each other's personal boundaries. Fair enough. Thank Are you. you happy to continue? Very happy, yeah. Right, well, here we go. You know how it works. I'm going to tell you three people. You've got to tell me which one's the prick. One of them's a prick, two of them ain't. And I've got my special assistant joining me today. No, 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 no. Joe Swash. Hello, Joe. Joe Swash. <laughs> Is that all Joe does? Thanks, Joe. We'll be coming back to you a little bit later on. Right, here's the three names for you, Bob Mulmer. Mo Bose, Bruce Jeffrey Pardo, and Beth Spooner. One of them's a prick, two of them ain't. This one's the Christmas prick, Bob The Mulmer. Christmas prick is the middle one with the double-barrelled name. Bruce please. Jeffrey Pardo. What Bruce. makes you think that? It's, I'll be honest with you, he sounds like maybe a, a serial murderer, a poisoner, something well, like that. Perhaps that's the sort of thing I would put in making you think that that was what well, it would be. Maybe. To don't. try and get inside your head. Let's, and, ask, let's and ask Joe mess Swash. Mess it around a bit. Joe Swash has actually got the answer for us. Joe, who is it? Joe Swash! Oh, fucking hell, Joe. <laughs> right, the answer is. Bruce Jeffrey Pardo! Thank you, Dom. He dressed up as Santa Claus and went on a killing spree in 2008. (laughs) Well done, Bob. Really? True story. Wow. Mo Bowes volunteers at a dog's trust shelter each Christmas day and Beth Spooner will be working at an hospice this Christmas day. So, Joe, what's his prize? Joe Swash! Fucking hell, Joe. (laughs) Well, well done, Bob Mulmer. Thanks for coming along and playing. Who's the Christmas prick? I wish you a very Christmas. Thanks for having us, Dom. Thank You're you. welcome. Do you remember um, 
Do you remember episode four of this podcast? No chance. Do you not? No. no well, chance. you asked me if there was a beer leaf in Sunderland. All right. I do vaguely recall And I that, said yeah. I was due to get it sometime in 2018. Well, I've had it. You've had it? I had it. I had it um, last week. I got it for five days. It was pretty much all sellotaped together. I imagine, not, yeah, not yeah. in a good condition, yeah. but um, I know some of the listeners have been tweeting and asking as well when I'm getting this, I thought I'd update it. Uh, I basically just soaked it in some pot noodle gravy overnight, yeah. and then I put it in my mouth for an hour and a half. Nice. Didn't didn't suck it or anything, because it would have just disintegrated. I just kept it on my tongue. Yeah. Took the flavours from the pot noodle gravy and the beer leaf combined. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Taped it up again where it was a bit frayed and then I passed it on to them passed next door. Is, it, is, there, is there a time in the future, maybe 2020, 2022 maybe, comes to mind, mm. when they might be replacing it and having like the new beer leaf? Uh, that- there's, there's no plans. I think they've got a, like, a grant application in, but we'll Brexit, it's all up in the air. So It's, it's a budget think, thing, is I it? think it's a European grant, so we might not get oh, a new one. Oh, wouldn't that be a shame? <laughs> it's what people vote for, isn't it? Well, if they vote for it, but you see, no one mentioned the Burley. No, they didn't, down. to be fair. But, you know, people didn't think about that, did they? Yeah. Well, I'm having turkey this Christmas. Do you have Yorkshire pudding with your Sunday dinner? No. I d- oh, with my Sunday dinner. dinner? Sorry, with your Christmas dinner, nah, rather. No. Nah, no. But nah. you do have it with your Sunday dinner. I have it on Boxing Day, because we have beef on Boxing Day. Do like. you? Yeah. Very elaborate. It, well, it's not that elaborate. It's Pushing a joint of meat, you know. But it, I don't know, but it's not it doesn't come like in the shape of a parallelogram oh, or something. A, a joint of meat on one day, then another one the day after. That's a bit flash, isn't it? Yeah, but you're sitting watching the box. You might just well. have turkey leftovers. Turkey leftovers. Like, like normal people. Turkey leftovers are quite a nice name like for something. Turkey curry. Hey, I was on the train on the way here, Andy, yeah? yeah. And a bloke next, stood next to me with the biggest pala- parallelogram-shaped <laughs> bag in his hand, right? Yeah. But I mean like four foot by three foot. Right, and I, and I said, "Parallelogram bag." I can't imagine that. Yeah, honestly. And I said, "So, what? Do you mind me asking what's in your bag?" And I don't think he thought I really wanted to know, so he just laughed it off. Right. And I said, "You're not just like taking parallelograms around, are you?" <laughs> <laughs> Handing them out to the poor. Yeah, and he says, and he, 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 a "Funny lad." He said, "Yeah, it's full of parallelograms." <laughs> I'm going back up to Newton Aircliff. Right. Because they really need parallelograms <laughs> up in Newton Aircliff. So anyway, so then he sa- I said, no, honestly, what's in it? And it was a bike. Right. It's a bicycle. And he carries it round in a... Should he not be riding it? Well, you know, I think he's using the bike. I don't mean he was a present. I mean, like, so he, he transports it between rides right. in a bag, a black, right. look like leatherette sort of bag. Is it a foldy bike, is it? Well, I'm presuming it's very thin, though. Okay, where's this going? It's going up to New Nairclub. <laughs> Is that what you meant? <laughs> no, but whatever. He's taking up the new. So anyway, I just thought so. I'd like to give a shout out to the bloke with the bag, the bloke with the, the parallelograms, with a bike in on his way to New Nairclub. A bit like Chris Rea, isn't he? Yeah, driving home. Hey, do you reckon um, Chris Rea is still driving home for Christmas? Oh, I'm not. I, I mean, escape this. I this mean, week. it was 1988, wasn't it? It must cost him an arm and a leg in petrol if he's still at it. I think he probably is Andrew driving on for Christmas. What do you think he does? Do you think he sets off again on Boxing Day and just drives <laughs> around for the next 364 days, eventually ending up back at home? No, I don't Day. think so. I presume he rides to his home, his recording studio, vacation. Oh, you, you, you vaguely know him. Could you maybe give him a ring now and ask? Ask? No, I can't. No, I'm not going to phone up Chris Ray and say, Why not? Are you, do you drive home for Christmas? Why not? Do it. I don't know him that well. you got his number, though, haven't you? I'm, I haven't got his number, Have actually. you not? Have you got anyone Fermis's number? Just you. Just me? Oh, yeah. That's shit for you, isn't it? That's <laughs> life, isn't it? Did you have me big new new big night out just finished, Andy? I haven't watched the last one yet. 
Um, Do it's, you want the pantomime instead? Well, I think it's got, like, for me and Jim, it's got our finest moment, which is the cotton parsley sauce dream sequence. Oh, right, I've seen that. I, yeah. I should think it turns a lot, turned a lot of viewers off us. Was it a bit sickening? No, we're not sick of you. It's a bit, uh, what did they say? It's like a bit out there. A bit self-indulgent? A bit self-indulgent. Uh-huh. That's the word, yeah. So there'll be no second series But then. I wanted to say that it's on iPlayer. Okay. And I think it's a delightful little Christmas treat. Yeah. Maybe watching back to back. And your fishing thing's still on iPlayer for like a year or something, isn't it? I it's on for a year. I don't know what deal you've pulled there. Well, because, you know, it's like, it's such sort of, is it soporific? Is that a word? Well, it makes you go to sleep, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah used like as turkey. A, it's used as a health yeah. tool. I've got some wife's questions here. Oh, let's have them. Then. So, here we go. Uh, hello, Andrew, she says. Hello, Bob's wife. Um, dear Andrew, which one of your tits do you hang your Christmas stocking from? <sighs> Good question. I alternate so that they don't get weighed down. Oh, you alternate. Yeah. Nice. What is your favourite member of the Quality Street gang? You know, you've Quality Street sweets. I thought... So, yeah, I know. Good I question. Can't afford Quality Street. I get the Sainsbury's own brand. Which it's is just, your... Just uh, as tasty. Andrew, which is your favourite? You're aware of Quality Street. Orange which, cream. I like the orange cream. Do you? And everyone leaves them, don't they? Well, not my house, no. Do you fight, like... Fight over them. So you prefer it to the strawberry cream? I like the strawberry cream. So I've, I've, I've veered towards the orange cream over the years, though. What's your what's yes, your en- what's your nemesis, your enemy in the quality street tin? Oh, anything with a nut in it. Anything, anything with, with a nut. coconut in it. You don't like eat like bounty. that big purple bastard. That got a nut in it. That's got a nut in it. Yeah, right. that's all right. It's all right, isn't it? I thought, says the wife, you were going to say the tin because um, the kids can use it to spew up in after one of your Christmas plat- <clears throat> platters turns them towards the queasy. You know. Mm, okay. Andrew, says the wife, will you cook a Christmas dinner or just go to the Toby Carvery and do a runner or a waddle in your case? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll just probably get something out of the bins around the back at like tea time. Is, is that what you want? Uh, you'll have a frozen turkey. Yeah, well, yeah. A 12-pounder. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Yep. Hey, I took my youngest quad into Sunderland the other day into the Bridges Shopping Centre yeah. to go and see Santa because he's he's almost the age now where he's not that bothered, but he's still kind of wanting to go and see Santa. Yeah. Had my Christmas jumper on with Rudolph right, on the nice. front and his lovely red nose and all that. So um, queued for about 20 minutes at the grotto because it was busy. Yeah. Finally got in. Um, into the grotto Santa's there he says come and sit beside Santa and all you know all the stuff have you oh. been a good boy this year Jick and all this what do you want for Christmas and Jick says he wanted a drone because everyone wants a drone this right. Christmas don't they yeah. Right. Yeah. and Santa's beard started to slip slip off a little bit at the yeah. side start to fall away so I'm like I coughed <clears throat> like try to discreetly point yeah. at him and point at the beard and say you know your beard's coming off Santa he goes bright red whips the entire beard off and he goes seen you Oh, fucking Corbin, it's wasn't Corbin, it? isn't it? Jeremy Corbin. He says, seen you there with your festive red-nosed woolen wear on. Who do you think you are, Michael Bublé? Well, no, I'm just I'm just having a nice Christmas experience with my son, taking him to see Santa. Yeah. He says, what's your best Christmas? I says, I, I, I don't know, they're all, like, nice. Yeah. I always have a nice Christmas, different reasons each year, you know. He says, oh, whatever, ask me my best one. Go on, ask me my best Christmas. This is right. What's your best Christmas, Jeremy? Labour Party Christmas Party, 1984. I got off with two women on the same night, both called Judith. Bosh! <laughs> Talk about Band-Aid. 
<laughs> I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, I don't know what that means, Jeremy. And Jick's getting agitated now. Jick's like saying, what's happening, Daddy? Why does Santa smell of earth and beetroot, Daddy? Where's the elf, Daddy? And Corbin says, Billy Bragg, he's gone for a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had enough of this by now. I says, I'm going to go. Come on, I paid £5 to come and see Santa. Is there a little present for the kiddie? Yeah. And he just picks up a 12-inch decorative Christmas tree that was next to him, throws it at us, hits us right in the tits. Shit. So I'm like, ah! He goes, shit happens! So, you know, Jick was inconsolable. Yeah. So I just took him off to the pop-up hippie crack shop. Yeah. And we had a bit of dinner. But um, not right. nice. He probably won't want to go and see Santa again after that. Oh dear! So that's a shame. Well, you can explain to him, surely. I'll try. You try your best. I'll try. Bloody Corbin, eh? Yeah. Judith. See two of them. Two Judiths. Mm. Judith Hahn. Might she have been about that? Might have been Judith Hahn and Judith Chalmers, I imagine. Judith Chalmers. Talking 1984. Yeah. They're the two Judiths. They were the they? two pre- predominant Judiths of the mid period. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Homeowner yeah, has please. sent me, nicer Barry, busy lad. Yeah. yeah. He sent me like his, you know, like Christmas, is it Christmas speech, Christmas message? Something like that. He'd get a job as a CEO at a football club one day, wouldn't he? Honestly, he freaking would, <laughs> especially in the North East, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so here it is. He sent me on a tape, you know. Oh, I. Yeah, you know, so you can hear it. <laughs> yup, yup, yup. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, Barry Homeowner here. Um, so, listen, I'm a success in all aspects of my life that I lead on behalf of the community in my life, peers. You can be too if you follow my seven simple rules to make yourself an achievement magnet in the coming new year. One, drink fresh grown coffee. Is that his voice? Yeah. (laughs) One, drink fresh ground coffee to give yourself an energy squirt when entering an important day segment. Could be a sales pitch, a client conflict resolution bout, or even a romance pitch. This is why they call me the Camper Choo Choo Express, and you should get on board if you want your destination to be Prosperity City. Two, stay in touch with technology advancement and development. I'm basically functioning at the level of an artificial intelligence unit at the moment. I'm at the cutting edge of the achievement knife. Alexa, turn off the dehumidifier in the basement den. Alexa, reset the burger alarm to Agent 007. Alexa, subscribe me to Spotify Premium. I don't want any adverts interrupting my lady gripping sessions. Make your kitchen island the centre of your life as a non-Indian person in the United Kingdom of happy days. (laughs) To two these words onto your physical mind. I am a big hitter. Take care of your physical appearance. Hair sculpt every morning. Oil your thighs after every soil drop. And make your slacks A-line every time and your shirts loose and flirty. Be ready and able to receive the love and adoration of others. Yup, 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 big point. If a lady takes your fancy, pop a banana in her shopping trolley. If the boss gives you a hug, pop a cigar in his briefcase. And if a colleague helps you, slip a pork pie in their pocket. All these gestures will be appreciated and should lead to influence and favour gestation. Finally, remember to switch mortgage provider every two years, switch energy supplier every 12 months, and switch on to Barry Homeowner whenever I'm in your life space. Ciao bella mon ami e muchos gracias por favor, and don't forget to fear the Kraken. <laughs> oh, that's it? 
That was on the bullshit. That was a nice <laughs> tip he sent in. Don't forget to fear the Kraken. Don't, yeah, so... It's weird, he's so sorted in his life, but mm. he fears a mythical, mythical creature. Oh, hey, up. Here we come. Bye. Oh, Are you ready? Here we come. Hi. Uh, let me get him. It's Roy Hodgson. I'll go and sit in the corner. Okay. Hey, Roy. Yeah, come in. Thank you very much. Take a seat. Oh, all right, Roy. Morning, son. Who's your mate, by the way? He looks like a green-skinned swamp goblin that's forgotten its vial of chokeweed extract. <laughs> I'm s- sorry, Roy, I don't uh, quite understand your reference. I... <laughs> it's from Warhammer. It's chokeweed. It's very effective venom in Warhammer. You prepare it by brewing chokeweed roots with the fluid from a cat's bile duct. It's fucking lethal. And your mate here looks glum as if he's forgotten to take it into battle with him. It reminds me of that dozy Herbert Benteke. It's forever getting into a soak for not packing sage kill. Oh, right, I've got it. So it's from the from Warhammer game, yeah? <laughs> game? A game? Are you legitimately off your rocker? It's not a game, you knobend. It's a military campaign simulation. It's as far removed from Cluedo or similar shit as riding a bicycle is from, well, from space flight. Right, so but he said it's not a game, but is there a, like a board and pieces that come in a box, that kind of thing? <laughs> no! You have to create the battlefield using scale models of Warhammer buildings, Warhammer landscapes, and most importantly, model Warhammer characters and weapons. And All right, so where do you build the battlefield then? Well, any appropriate surface will suffice for more, Emma. A kitchen table about six foot by four foot, that's ideal. Ben Teke, who uses a wallpaper pasting table. Andros Townsend uses a five foot circular piece of plywood that he's mounted on, get this, horse's legs. Wow. And as for Jake Humphreys from BE Sport, well, he uses a sheet of forged steel that was given to him by an actual lizard man. Well, so he says. Yeah, so he says. Yeah. Um, where'd you buy all the, the models and all this stuff? Well, Games Workshop. It's the home of Warhammer. All the gear is relatively expensive if you're rich. Okay, well that's very interesting, but moving away from Warhammer... Warhammer. 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 Okay, yeah, moving away from Warhammer. Warhammer. What are, what are your plans for Christmas, Roy? I know it's a busy period for football managers. Well, you're not wrong here, Bob. I've got three matches over Christmas. Yeah, you've got a Cardiff, City and Everton, I believe. No, Benteke and Humphreys on the 23rd, Townsend and Benteke on the 26th, and then head to head with my old mate Neil Warnock on the 2nd of January. Lovely. All right, Warhammer again. Warhammer. 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 Anyway, I've got to go now. I'm picking up a thunder hammer and a lightning claw from Games Workshop, and it's going to take me all weekend to paint them. Yeah, well, what about the city match, Roy? What about it? Has Pep got an orc army or an inferno cannon? I very much doubt it. Should be a piece of pisky but warmer. Right. Oh, oh yeah, no, thank you. Well, thank you very much, uh, Roy. Warhammer. 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 See you, Roy. Warhammer. Oh, he's gone the wrong way, I think. See you, Roy. Oh, he's left his, uh, he's left his chalkweed portion behind. Has he? <laughs> Shall we try it? <laughs> But he's going to be upset if he goes in. He's got three matches and no choke. <laughs> he's fucked. <laughs> he mentioned he mentioned Neil Warnock there. Yeah, and I, w- I was wondering um, if I could do anything like a Neil Warnock impression. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm going to give it a go. Right? Are you going to learn it over Christmas? Well, it's it's. Are you can do it now. I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah, it's it's right though, isn't it? You know, I mean, 
I'm a bit old-fashioned or something, but it strikes me it really... Is it like that? Kind of, yeah. So, so it strikes me some of these top clubs aren't right, right though. They're not right, though, innit? It, but because I'm a little old dinner lady, Warnock, mm. I can't be right, you know what I mean? Do you get where I'm coming from? Uh, no, mm, it's not right. Six out of it? ten. Can I introduce a sound effect at this point? Yeah, go on. <laughs> oh, I was hoping for a boing. Hmm. What do you think? Well, it's is quite it good. Better it's, or worse than your Warnock? It's very insistent. It's better than my Warnock. It's very <laughs> insistent, isn't it? Very, you know, very insistent. Yeah. Okay, well, happy Christmas. Yeah, same know. to you, Bob. And, uh, yeah. A Merry New Year. And all of that, yeah. And we'll uh, same to our Bob. listeners. The, all, the, them as well, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for listening to us and enjoying our. Well, Words. nobody said no. You don't know they're enjoying it, Andrew. But you know, thank well, you, thank you for giving us a chance. If you're anyway. listening to it and not enjoying it, then maybe you should consider your life choices a bit more in 2019. Yeah. Do you listen to the Peter Crouch one? No. Podcast? No, I don't. No. Do you listen to the Gary Lineker one? Once or twice. Yeah. Any good? Better than this? They're doing it? a live show, you know. Is it better than this? No. You sure? <laughs> See ya. Bye bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.